You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 289th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, sleepy in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt, wide awake in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer on self-quarantine in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> you guys, I, oh, no, I just got off the cruise ship and I am feeling good. No, no, Spencer, I was just thinking, the, I'm surprised you went the cruise ship route. I thought you were just going to go like, I'm on self-quarantine because I don't want to ride my bike for Dirty Kansas, so I'm just going <laughs> to, no. I'm on self-quarantine for the next two I months. I booked a, yeah, uh, a cruise specifically uh, at this time of year. Uh, once I heard, mm. you know, the potential was there, I needed to, uh, so, to have a reason not to be on the bike for a couple of months. That's a v- very good idea. I mean, oh, so much, t- it's sad. Right. Clearly, coronavirus is changing our entire industry and changing the whole cycling season. It's going to dominate a lot of the conversation we're going to have. Um, Let's just get right to the top of a couple of things. Right. First off, Sea Otter canceled. We broke that story on our Twitter account. So if you don't follow the Slow Ride Pod on Twitter, we were the first ones to uh, break that news. Scooped. Scoop Central over here. Now, Sea Otter did come out with a press release saying that it was going to be postponed and they're going to be announcing a date later this week. What I have heard, I've heard from two different timelines here. One date that they could be looking for is October and one would be June, in the middle of June. Now, the October date, I did check the Laguna Seca (laughs) Raceway calendar. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. There is track maintenance from October 1st to October 24th, (laughs) so it could work there. Okay. And then wow. June and July, I'm a little confused on. I would say this. This is just my take because on my day job, I know a lot of you think that this is our full-time jobs doing the Slow Ride podcast, giving you the content that you deserve. <laughs> but I would say that I'm a little shocked that Sea Otter is going to try to do the postponement route. I don't know if this is like the classic race promoter move of just like, oh, we're going to announce our dates later and then they don't. Oh, 100%. We'll but yeah. even a push to October leaves you just six months before the next Seattle. Like, why not just take the year off? Like, it sucks. It's a great event, but all of the racers are going to have their calendar. I mean, calendars are just totally a wash. Mm-hmm. I was pointed out by a friend of the pod, um, uh, uh, Crush Shark, who was saying that this is like half the U.S. mountain bike calendar now yeah. is gone because yeah. of this. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, I guess Spencer, you, you're the one that's been to Seattle. Little guy hasn't yeah. uh, no. been able to go, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, what's the move a, here? It's a big deal event for that area. Um, a lot of a lot of racers come out. A lot of uh, Grand Fondo events. Uh, a lot of there's a gravel race this year. Well, that's the cross race slash the XC race. <laughs> you know, um, they all kind of blend together. It just depends on what bike you start on. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. I think I think I gotta agree with you. Uh, in October, we're running into off season. We're running into cross season. We're running into all kinds of stuff. I think uh, I think you're gonna see 
a big dip in participation. Um, and even if it's June or July, it still seems like, can you really postpone something that has 75,000 people going? I don't know, but uh, we used to try and do some trade shows in July in the bike industry, uh, you know, for companies that I was associated with in the past. And that is really tough. It's a really tough time to pull industry folks and uh, more importantly, the bike shop owners and and, and GMs and everything uh, during that busy season. You know, I, that's why and April I, is, is a good time for Sea Otter. Now I'm new to the game, but it, I'm pretty sure Sea Otter's been around for almost 30 years. I think this was going to be your 30. I think it's always been held in April. It just seems a little weird that you can postpone something this big, coordinate that many companies to go. It sucks. Sea Otter is a highlight of my year. It is a highlight of the industry year. It has replaced Interbike. I am very sad to see it go, but I'm a little, I'm a little worried that it's like a postponement thing and then you're like ooh really like do you just i mean we've heard we've just heard come, this it sucks come back next we've year we've heard this postponement story from so many different race directors as you pointed out like personally i think we've been uh, promised a, a, a new race next year by the nature valley grand prix slash north star grand prix every year for the past i don't know eight years or so um yeah yeah so I, I i have a feeling this is a uh, trying to let people down easy um, and not call it yeah. a cancellation situation. You want one to of stay the, fresh in their mind. Mm-hmm. One of the highlights of Sea Otter last year for me was seeing Kate Courtney resplendent in her world championship stripes at 9 a.m. on Friday morning doing the UCI mountain bike race. Yeah. Like, and you don't even know what's happening. You're in the middle of this, like, you know, stupor of just the, the booths, the expos opening up. You got your coffee. And then it's like, oh, that's Kate Courtney racing a legitimate race right there. And no one's watching. Like it's just kind of happening. It's it's such a um, unique spectacle. But it is on you know one of the most famous racetracks in the country. Um, so I wish the people at Seattle best of luck. I I don't envy their position. But coronavirus is here to stay, guys. I will now throw this one out there for uh-huh. you um, before we get into the world tour. But let's talk about something a little bit more more exciting. Actual gravel racing. I mean, Dirty Kansas has to be on the table for being canceled, don't you think? I, I mean, every, everything's on the table at this point. Yeah. Now, Spencer, I know you're hoping that it's canceled. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's going to ruin all of my careful planning. Um, eh, to be fair, we did get to ask Slow Ride from uh, Nate Chenenko. Has Spencer attempted to infect the city of Emporia with the virus in an attempt to get cancer canceled? Now, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, these allegations um, on the uh, recommendation of my legal team, um, but... I think Kansas, you know, it depends on how everything goes, right? Like Kansas far enough out that I don't think it's in danger yet. Um, but if things keep trending the way they are, it certainly is. Um, uh, yeah, we're headed there pretty you know, quick the way I things mean, are going right in this country. Yeah, Mid-South went off, uh, uh, you know, like, or is, is not canceled. So um, That's next weekend, Yeah, right? just to be clear. Yeah, that, okay. one, um, that one is, is so far... On the table. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, not everything is being canceled as we know. Um, you know, some, some races are Torino and some are Perry Nice. So, and we'll get into that, but let's, let's rewind just a pause in this conversation real quick. Uh-huh. Who are the winners of coronavirus? There's clearly one, right? That is Zwift. 
like Zwift memberships are going through the roof right now because what better way? Like all the pros are going to now be on Zwift because right. they well, FTJ like you, and <laughs> them were yeah they're they're and the Mitchell and Scott guys are jumping on that rather than Perry Nice. Yeah, so Zwift is definitely going to win. I would also say this is that I do think that within the industry as a whole is Corona. And I just wanted to touch on this is that cycling is kind of the best sport. If you're going to be like quarantined, cause you can either ride at home or you just go ride by yourself out there and you just hope that you don't get slimed by someone or <laughs> yes. right. Like you go ride in the woods. Like it's yeah. not like riding, like a bike is actually fairly conducive to this. It's not like you're a hockey player or you're playing rugby or like you're a, you're a professional wrestler you know, like where you're actually interacting with another human being, yeah. um, cycling, you just put on your headphones and, uh, you know, put on your helmet and you, you go ride a trail in the woods. Yep. Do you, you guys think that the reason like Thomas to goes in the break every day is he's actually just kind of a bit of a germaphobe. He wants to get off the front <laughs> and get that fresh air in before everybody else Could be. breathes it on him. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just trying to, could, trying to make sure he be. gets a clean now, breath. Now we have, you know, let's let's get into that world tour racing, little guy. So first off, Paris Nice is happening. So For we now. actually have a race to talk about, and that's Paris Nice. Stage yeah. one was today, and it was won by Max Schaumann of the team Bora over mm-hmm. my boys Dylan Tunes and Tispanut. It was a wide yeah. angle podium sandwich up there. And, and Alan <laughs> Philippe <laughs> just sliding back in right behind that. Yeah, well whatever. Whatever. So He's the one who drove, Dylan t- drove that move. Come on. Little guy. T. Spanute, Dylan Tunes, <laughs> no, on I know, both I know. sides of the podium. So anyways, that's awesome. This also means that Torino Adriatico is also happening. And not we happening. never... Oh, it's not? <laughs> <laughs> not So happening. for the first time ever, little guy, we now have the ability to just concentrate on Paris-Nice. All eyes of the cycling world yes. are on Paris-Nice. Yep. Now, this Which, does obviously hurt the... What was it? The Trident Alliance of Europe? The Trident, the Trident Manufacturers Alliance of Europe. Yeah, they have this one time a year where they show off their Tridents, and now it's gone. What are they going to do? They're going to go out of business. <laughs> That's, it is sad. The best trophy in sports will not be uh, uh, given away this year. No, it is sad. I always like that these two races overlap. I believe one of you guys has argued about this being silly. I've definitely heard other people <laughs> not enjoying the double the doubling of World Tour races. Um, I think it's great. I think it probably sucks for half the Peloton right now that's not getting a race in pre-classics and now are for surely not going to get selected for any of the big races coming up because everybody that's going to race anything else leading up to the Giro is at Perry Nice right now and everybody else is just staying home. Mm-hmm. So. so, well, go ahead, Spencer. Sam and, and little guy, um, because I don't know why you would know this, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I have to assume, uh, thinking back to Torino, that the the Trident Manufacturers Association of Europe uh, or of the European Union um, has already produced the Trident uh, for oh. the 2020 oh. edition of yeah, it's uh, out Torino. There. Now, do you think if it's already been engraved with the year 2020 on it? It's useless. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they may as well gift that to a, a an interested podcast. Um, yeah. So definitely. Okay, I got an idea here. Okay. Now we talked about the Wienermobiles 
last week. <laughs> Fundraising. We instructed people to go to Wide Angle Podium and become members of the network and supporters of the show. The important part is they had to click Slow Ride Podcast <laughs> to support the yeah. show. We didn't get enough money. I also read that that whole Wienermobile thing was a prank that someone pulled on the guy in, in Alberta, Canada, and put his number on like the, the phone. So he was just getting phone calls from around the world. Amazing. For for his Wiener mobiles. Love it. But good good prank. <laughs> the next thing that we could buy, I think we have to we have to get some money here to show the Torino Adriatic uh, um yeah. trophy manufacturers that that we're a game. Like we want mm-hmm. the one that says twenty twenty. Yeah. Now, guys, it is a trident, so we could split this three ways <laughs> that we all get one piece of it. Stupid, sort of, <laughs> sort of loses some of its charm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit <laughs> um, that out, Tim. <laughs> I'm gonna assume we're gonna have a little trouble with this. Not not only because who knows, maybe RCS will try some weird thing and and run uh, Torino the same day that Sea Otter goes off uh-huh. or something in the fall. Um, though that seems less likely than Strada. Or Milan San Remo happening in the fall. That seems more likely. I, yeah, I, hmm. what would we do with the Trident, though? If, if Tim, if a Trident showed up, if a box from UPS arrived at your door and. Oh, you guys would never know. <laughs> like I'm telling you yeah. right now, it would show up on my wall behind me. So when yeah. you guys are on here and we're in the podcast screen room, you'd be like, Tim, what's that? And then I'd be like, oh, and then I'd turn off the lights real quick yeah. and hide it. Um, yeah, sorry. You, you, they're not going to. I feel you, like if you want to see it, don't ship it to me. I feel like we could do some sort of uh, slow ride podcast tour where we set up, mm. you know, thirty <laughs> or forty tour dates and just travel around and like the Stanley Cup, yeah, and let people come visit. <laughs> don't touch it. The trophy and uh, hang out with the Trident. Maybe they get their picture taken. Uh, you know, but they can't touch it. That's the key. Well, it's bad yeah. luck, well. but I mean, if they want to, they can. Yeah. No, I, I like this idea that. Um, that only we get to touch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? It's yeah. our Trident. It's not the list. I mean, the listeners can give us money to buy the Trident. <laughs> but Spencer, you're absolutely onto something here. That Trident exists for 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a crown, too. They always get a crown, too. So so, um, so there's a lot of stuff yeah. out there. I would definitely bring it to cross races when I went to cross races in the fall and stuff and just wear it like now, to, to sign in and to, to oh, yeah. registration. Like carrying it and wearing the little the little crown just... Just, you know, a little guy. remind people. Let's get into this just a little bit. Let's get okay. into Paris-Nice because clearly this is the Tour de France this year. Because there won't yeah. be a Tour de France. That will also get canceled. Um, who Who is going to be the winner of this thing? Like, why Why should I watch this? Well, well you should watch racing. it because it's always a great race. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, watch the first stage at least because you get a great breakaway with uh, your boy T's and Alpha Elite. I don't know who's going to for surely win it because I think there's a chance who knows it could just get stopped on like stage three. So we might not hit any hills or anything. Um, I got my money on our boy from EF uh, Higinta because mm. he finished today. He finished in eighth place sprinting in like the Peloton that came behind those breakaway guys, 15 seconds down. He came in a sprint behind Nils Pollitt and, uh, Nizzolo and Cease Bowl, like three giant, massive classics beasts, and then a guy that looks like he's like twelve. Yeah. So in a the- rain-soaked, cold day, like he was sprinting with those dudes. He beat Degenkolb in the sprint and like Stybar at the, the team end. Team later like, though over Michael Woods. Yeah. Well, Michael Woods finished in that group too. So 
Um, I mean, because I, I know TJ Van Garderen is not the team leader. TJ got dropped, so they'll probably have to do a VO2 test and decide who the team leader is. But, you know, <laughs> he'll be one of the leaders. He's he's my boy. I mean, so he, they didn't lose time and Tebow didn't lose time. And then other than that, oh, your boy Nairo didn't lose time. And other than that, like all the GC-ish guys lost time. So Now, are there are there any teams that decide to skip Paris Nice? Yeah, Besides Mitchelton? Anybody else? Uh, who else skipped it? Mitchelton, BMC... I can't even remember off the top of my head right now. Yeah. They 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 brought in like Mitchelton skipped and... it. You think Mitchelton skipped it because they're going away after this year, and then like they're like, oh, we could save some money, and then we have a very convenient excuse. Uh, I think they skipped it. Well, I think general concerns probably made sense too, but I think they probably skipped it because their best stage racing chance spent uh, about half of a week in a hotel room losing form. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. In the UAE last week, <laughs> yeah, he was undertrained. <laughs> there was, I would say that the Instagram and Twitter accounts were actually pretty good. There were some good uh, videos coming out. Um, yeah, Haas had some good stuff. Yeah, Demar, like, Demar oh. had some good stuff. Yeah. Um, overall, it's uh, it's good to see that the the UAE thing is over. That they're they're yeah. out of quarantine. Um, oh, man, it's it's crazy. Like today was going to be, we were going to talk about Strata today, right? Yeah. Like today was going to be the day that. That Wout won. Um, yeah, maybe. And we, we don't get that. We get, we it, get to write sucks. history now. You think Wout was going to win this year? Who's, who, yes. who do you think is going to win this year, Spencer? If, if Strada had happened, who was going to win the men's one? Well, it's going to be Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah. But then, see, even if Strada had happened, I think he wouldn't have won because he was sick last week. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like if it if it would have just gone off at the by the skin of its teeth, I don't I don't think I don't think he would have won. I think this I think this might have been uh, like Tisa's year to win again. Oh. I'm assuming he was going to do it. That's what's crazy about Perry Nice is there's all these guys that were going to not even be in Perry Nice in Perry Nice now. Yeah. Well, it would have uh, been cool to watch Strada Bianca and the, the so, women's uh, race there would have been fantastic. I love that race. Clearly, it, uh, the seventh monument. Well, yeah. So I went back and watched the finish of all, I think, 13 editions over the weekend. Um, just to <laughs> Spencer, remember. this is a good sign. This means he wasn't riding his bike. Yeah, oh, actually. and I, But no, I also actually did uh, my longest ride of the year so far, three hours. <laughs> so... Excellent. Not really that big of a ride. See, but no, I watched all the finishes, you know, just like the last K and a half. Yeah, you're right, Tim. It's the greatest race. Um, it's the best T-Sav- finish. So- T-S- the, the finish is great. What is great is to watch that last corner dive through the years. Yeah. And the first couple times, first couple seasons that guys come to that last corner and have to, like, fight for that corner, um, there's some ugly ugly turning into that corner as if people didn't know how the corner really worked or like where the bumps were in it yeah and now if you watch this the last couple editions where there's been any fighting there at the end um just a lot a lot smoother cornering i don't know if that's because tires are getting more supple and bigger uh rim technology braking technology is better or something but uh it's kind of dirty in the early years in that corner. It, like guys solo going around it. And I'm like, Ooh, cat five style, man. Yeah. Breaking right in the middle of it. Like they don't know where the apex is. It's weird. Well, I, I, I was really bummed not being able to watch that. And then now also not being able to see Milan and Ramo, um, which looks like possibly an October postponement. Um, Spencer, yeah. who is the biggest benefactor of Milan and Ramo not happening? 
right now? Uh, right now, this is uh, pointed out on Twitter by Peter Flax. It is Philip Gilbert, who is going for, you know, famously a win in all the monuments. Milan Sinremo yeah. is one that he can't even get close to. He can't even touch it. Um, it is... If he wants to perform at the time of year when he likes to perform, he cannot consider Milan. And if it gets moved to October, all of a sudden, that uh, that can become a target for Philippe Gilbert. He could. You okay? He so could do it. Do you you now really don't got, think he had a chance? He's got this Liège. Year? He's got Liège. He's got Flanders, Roubaix, and Lombardia. Yep. So he, I don't see Japan Cup. No, he's missing the Japan yeah. Cup, and he's missing Milan. Yeah. So Milan is the only one he's missing. Okay. Yes. How many other professional cyclists? Let's say it does get pushed back to October. Flax, I think P P Flax is definitely onto something here. How many of his fellow competitors are going to be working for him to win Milan San Remo? Uh, like everybody. Besides Alaphilippe being the one to take it away from him, like a bad guy would. I think I don't know. I think um that time of year you're 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 coming into worlds, you're coming into like all this other stuff like that he's done well. Gilbert can play the the perfect teammate a lot of times to earn those brownie points uh to to be like guys this is for me. Um I think I think I think everything lines I'm up. I'm not even saying teams. I'm saying like, are people going to go over the Poggio and all sit up and be like, "Hey guys, let's just yeah." No cycling. No, I don't, I don't think we so. almost canceled the entire season. I don't. We need Gilbert to get the five. I don't Do you think, think there'll so. be an asterisk next to it. Then though, it'll be a weird, a weird fifth monument. Wow, you know? little guy coming in with the asterisk argument. Amazing well, of all it's, people. It's it's weird. I mean, I, currently he's riding really well, so I think he had a chance this year, but. I mean, I don't know. It'll be weird if it's if it's a different time of year. Yeah, no. And that counts toward the five. Like, it's one thing I'm just going to throw this. One-off I'm just going to throw this out there right now, though, guy. Milan San Remo should move to the fall because you're already there doing Tour of Lombardia, which everyone forgets is even a monument. It's nah. like the, the crappy monument. So might as well make, make it matter a little bit more with a back-to-back with Milan San Remo the week before. Yeah. We talked awesome about this. Be? We talked about this in the fall, Tim, and you obviously weren't listening, is that the <laughs> whole week leading up to Lombardy, there's like every day almost, there's a great little mini classic in Italy. But they're races uh, that we don't know about. Right. They're great right. races, though. You learn to love yeah. them. We just come we, on. You're hanging out at the seventh street entry. I'm at the first Ave. I'm here to see the winners. Okay. And that winner is Milan San Remo and Lombardia. All right. Oh, well, to, ooh, there's this event that I heard that little guy told me about, and like only five people are watching on the stream. We just talked about Strada, which is what 13 years old, and you were yeah. just talking about it being one of the greatest races. And you are yeah, not willing to open your eyes and maybe like experience some new no. races and <laughs> no, find some the, other great classics out there. Yes, I will experience them and they will be fantastic. But to make Lombardia count, mm. the crappy races that happened before, like, like no one cares about them. <sighs> They're great races. You, did, you, you didn't Who care cares? last year when Michael Woods won? When Michael Woods won and rode Valverde off his wheel? Little guy, what's the name of the race right before Lombardia? That's really important. Immediately? Amelia. What's the one before that? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the order of the damn oh, things. No, but oh, what could it possibly little, be? Little guy. You don't even know the names. Name, name is that Trey Vase or something? And then yeah, or uh, something. Yeah. See, I could tell it you. It doesn't matter what. Know. Here's no. It doesn't matter what the names of them are. Here's what matters. Every day I get home from work, I open my computer, I make myself a cup of tea for lunch. I go, oh, sweet! I can watch uh, the highlights, or I could pull up the last 30k of a great hilly italian semi-classic it's got all my favorite high vo2 max climbers in it it's amazing i got bernal i got woods i got all the big boys it's great i don't care what the hell they call it i can't pronounce it anyway neither can you spencer maybe can but he's not saying anything i think he's been holding out on us all this time he's got all the pronunciations in his back pocket it doesn't oh, matter. Yes. What what matters is there's it's great racing and it's fun to watch and when I get one almost every single day I become a complete addict and it's fabulous. Uh, That's what matters. I think our UK uh corner listeners can confirm that I I pretty much nail all the pronunciation and uh <laughs> and uh, <laughs> accents. Yeah. Ah, well, the other big news um before we roll into uh Premlap Spencer, this one is for you. So I apologize in advance. I don't know if we've got somber music that you can put over this, but uh, the Hammer series is dead. Well, done. It's, it's or was it just postponed? It's in a tough. Uh, <laughs> it's in a tough spot. They. Um, it is among a spate of race cancellations. Uh, you may have missed the news about the Hammer series uh, being canceled for 2020, not due to coronavirus. Um, not even a little bit, nothing, no mention of coronavirus at all. In fact, due to the UCI not allowing them to have a women's race and yeah. not allowing them to call themselves a series for some reason. Um, and these things, uh, classic UCI rules. Yeah. Like yeah. why wouldn't you allow them to have a women's race? That seems insane. Um, cause they're challenging the UCI. Sure. I mean, because they have a better product than all these little crappy Italian races that little guy loves so much. Um, it is, it is, a, it is a tragedy. Um, it it seems more like a political play um, between Velon and uh, and UCI. But uh, yeah, I was I was bummed to see that. I was excited for the full equal payout uh, prize list for the women's racing and uh, and everything at the Hammer Series. I think it's a uh, you know, complain all you want about the scoring this. and whatnot, but it it is fun racing. It's like track racing. It is fun on the road. Was the announcement was the announcement of the equal women's prize list? Do you think that that was made knowing that they weren't going to get sanctioned, or do you think that that was just? No, they said that last like, year. I mean, it seems like this caused an issue, right? Because it's eleven teams that subscribe to the Velon philosophy, mm-hmm. and then. You don't think it had anything to do with ratings? That like the UCI is a very convenient fall guy here. Oh no, uh, mm, they're going the to UC- court on this. I think. Yeah, they're going to court. The UCI did also didn't like the on bike cameras for some reason. I don't know exactly yes. what they have yeah. against that, which is like the greatest development in bike racing since disc brakes. I guess I don't know, but um, uh, you- uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to edit that. Out. We're gonna all right. We're gonna have to. You guys, we're gonna have to edit that out. Uh, big yeah, disc. You just, just want to go down Segway Street, there, little guy. Uh, um, Spencer, I guess it. It sounds like the UCI is a horrible, horrible institution. And they are, right? yeah, and um, they are. What I'm curious is, 
I wasn't seeing the uplift of the Hammer series to the level that I was hoping. Right. I thought it was a great product. You know the ASO but, owns the UCI at this point, right? And that's part yeah, of the problem. Sure. But when I'm looking on YouTube or Facebook and you can see how many people are watching the event live, like on the live stream, and it's like maybe two or 3,000, sure. I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. It's a, that it, maybe it's, the uplift wasn't that good. How many, and then um, the UCI is also like kind of a very convenient fall guy. Sure, sure. But how many other races are you watching on a, on a race-provided free live stream? None. Ah, interesting. Okay. What? <laughs> so you'd rather pay for exclusivity? Uh, like... Or no, I don't mind you, paying for like quality content. I don't understand what your it. argument is. Like you're getting free. My, my argument is that maybe the maybe the Hammer series wasn't in doing the sport, that. Sport uh, who are putting on a great show uh, and providing equal payout to women. Like all of that I, is I love that. a home run. Like a hundred percent, Spencer. I love that. Yeah. Right. Like that's great. What I'm saying though is that maybe uh-huh. Hammer Series just wasn't doing that well. It wasn't making money. It wasn't making ends or, meet. And they had to pull the plug because, and they're like, oh, well, you know what? UCI has been kind of making it difficult. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go really too hard here to uh-huh. make this thing go. We'll throw the UCI under the bus because they're a horrible institution. Mm-hmm. Sure. And we're just not going to have the race. Like, I could see that, and that is an okay thing to do. Like, there's, no, there's nothing wrong what with that. What if it was doing so well that the UCI pulled a bunch of shenanigans and uh, they were forced to into this move. I would love to think that, but I don't think it was doing that well. It's interesting because you see all the, Outside all the, the quotes s- from the uh, team managers who are like, sound really honestly disappointed that the race isn't happening and that, that it was a big target for them and all this stuff. Like, they sound believable. You know what I mean? Like you get a lot of uh, sound bites when things yeah. happen. Um, just kind of like, oh yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. But these ones sounded, um, because they, they get that revenue share. Those teams get that revenue share from the hammer series from Velon, um, which is another mm-hmm. source of income for teams, which no other races are really providing. You know, the ASO certainly isn't providing the UCI certainly yeah. isn't providing. No. So, I, I'm not no. shocked that the 11 teams that own Velon are very disappointed that Hammer's going away. No. I'm also disappointed that Hammer's going away, and I'm sure there's second division teams that are disappointed Hammer's going away. And you know who else is disappointed Hammer's going away? Carlos Betancur. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the one race what, he had really written down. Is Movistar it. even a member of Velon? I don't even know if yes. they are, but they were still showing uh, up that race. Yeah, so, okay. so anyway. Um, Definitely bummed that the Hammer Series is going to go away. I was looking forward, especially to the Hong Kong stop, because of the the climbs that are out there in Hong Kong would have been uh, fun to watch for yet another edition. Mm-hmm. So, with that, should we get into the Prem Lab? This is Mitch Docker, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Pod. Once again, we'd like to thank the folks over at Works for the HydroShot Power Cleaner and all of the great goods that you can see at yourcleanbike.com, where you can use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. This includes the HydroShot Power Cleaner and a slew of other gear. Little guy, what is just some of the gear that you can get on the website now? 
They got a cool little driver, so you can uh, not like driver, like drive your car, but like drive your drill bit to uh, you know tighten stuff up on your bike and other bits. They got a little cool cutter. I think it's called a zip cut, and they got some good work tables. Which the tables are impressive. The tables they're are sturdy. Awesome. They're they're nice size. Um, yeah, pretty awesome to see. I also do want to give a shout out to a friend of the pod, Jesse Reince, who gave a, a, tweet, a, a sweet uh, tweet the other day that he, he got his power cleaner, the hydro mm-hmm. shot that he won, right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, sorry, guys, still haven't used it on my bike yet. I was using it on my car for the nice spring day in Minnesota. So yeah. he had to get all that salt off the car, and it was perfect. It's a so good use. Great to see. So yeah, head over to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. We are also brought to you today by Whoop. Uh, Whoop.com is where you can go to find the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training. Uh, It's a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that pairs to uh, their app, and it provides you analytics and insights on uh, your recovery, your strain, and your sleep. Um, Whoop is Getting put through its paces right now by Tim over there in Orlando, Florida, with a uh, little uh, logging into the app is not a very good thing right now, guys. Yeah, I, I imagine it's a, it's a rough experience for you, but uh, at least you know how bad it is. Yeah, and, uh, I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm going to be in that same boat uh, come late May if uh, if Kansas does go off without a hitch. Um, so if you uh, if you're worried about an event coming up, maybe 200 mile event in your future, uh, Whoop.com is the place you can go to get the Whoopstrap 3.0 and sign yourself up for a 12 or 18 month uh, subscription to the uh, service, and you'll save yourself 15 percent if you use the code WAP when you check out. Uh, so do yourself a favor, go check it out, and uh, get yourself set up for uh, success. And we also have great big news coming to us from our friends at Grimper Brothers, brand new coffee blend, out with the full Schleck, which had a historic run <sighs> to the top of the coffee podium. I'm a little Continuing sad, yes. on, we do have the Hello Cyclocross friends with Crossers. It's okay, little guy. It's, uh, I know yeah, you're sorry. No, we're we're you know, all sorry. Just, no, it's, I mean, but, I'm sure it's going to be a great new new blend. It's just, you oh. know, I'm, it's just the Schlecks, you know, it's... It's a passing it was of delicious, torch. and they were delicious, and it's hard. But, you know, <laughs> well, it's time to move on. It, we have quite the replacement. Named in honor of our friends over at Bike Shop CX, we have viewer mail coming through. <laughs> Spencer, yeah, tell us a little bit about this great blend. Oh, as with all Grimper Brothers uh, coffee blends, this one is just... I don't know. You're going to have to experience it for yourself to really... Uh, get get the full sense of this thing, but it's a wonderful coffee. They make some of the best beans that I've had, uh, and viewer mail is no different. Um, the Bike Shop CX special delivery straight to your door if you head over to Grimper Brothers' website and uh, order yourself up a bag. They've got a sale going on right now where I think you can get a pretty steep discount on a second bag, but I don't know how long that goes, so head over there quick and see if you can take advantage of that. Awesome. And with that, guys, let's get back to the show. Hi, my name is Lotta Lefister, and I'm listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. 
All right, I know that everyone wants to know how our Australian correspondent Michael Matthews is holding up, and we were given a quick piece of information sent over to us with the lovely folks over at the hash Ask Slow Ride. And this one comes to us from Follow Adam, and it's Michael Matthews is wearing a mask everywhere he goes right now. Are you guys shocked that Michael Matthews is one of the people wearing a mask everywhere? No. I assume he stole them from a hospital that needed them. I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh, no, I'm not surprised at all. He's I was not surprised that he is a mask wearer. certainly has a custom-made job with uh, gold trimmings and... Uh, you know, just something to really help live up to the nickname. <laughs> we got a uh, sweet ride, hashtag Aslo ride from James Emby. I was recently gifted a tour of California jersey signed by TJ Van Garderen. Oh. Besides not wearing the jersey, I'm not sure what to do with it. What does one do with a jersey signed by our Lord and Savior? <laughs> and it is a amazing black and white ASOS tour of California jersey. Okay. Hmm. Big old TJ signature. Guys, which one of you, us needs this jersey? It's it's a little guy because when really? the when the arm wrestling competition actually happens between oh, little guy man. and TJ, this is the power move. Little guy comes up like with a hoodie on or something, zipped up, and as he sits down at the table, he just unzips slowly, takes off whatever top layer he's got to reveal the ASOS TJ signature jersey underneath nope. as an ultimate mm-hmm. power move to really get in his head. Now, here's the... That's a, that's a good point. And then also, Spencer, I do want to throw out there that I zoomed in on the picture. It <laughs> okay. is a medium ASOS jersey. So that's like extra small. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the only person that's going to fit is little guy. Well, oh, I was okay. trying to leave that part unsaid, but uh, now that it's out there, yeah, there's only one option. Yeah, yeah. No. Like this... Yeah, there's no way that that fits a normal medium-sized person. Um, hashtag ask slow ride from American medium. Trevor, di two or nah? <laughs> well, clearly, uh, we here at the Slow Ride Podcast at one time did ride di two. I did. I did too. Spencer yeah. did. Little guy, have you ever ridden di two? Like even no. around a parking lot? Uh I didn't Spencer, ever did even- I ever ride your bike around? When you had electronic, I don't think I ever rode one of your bikes with your electronic shift. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just around. I will yeah, say maybe this. once. I don't know. I was all about the DI2. I had Ultegra DI2 on my old Focus, um, and I believe on the Felt, right when I had Swift Cycle. But this was before I got the Moots, and I was entered into the world of Campy. Yeah. Where, by the way, thoughts go out to the folks in Vicenza, Italy, where Campy is based, also on lockdown currently. But. Yeah. I loved my DI2. It was great. The shifting never failed, except when I forgot to charge my battery, yes. um, which did happen from time to time. It is kind of an embarrassing thing to happen. And this is when the batteries were fairly large and exposed on the chain stay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was great. Like, I never had a problem shifting it. Mm-hmm. But you're still saying, nah. Nah, now. Nah. I mean, I'm nah. 100% in a campy boat. Like, this is, like, I will never go back to Shimano. In fact, I'm trying to sell everything to Shimano. I'm looking for a campy mountain bike. I, so I can put on my flat bar bike. <laughs> I have a You're confession. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I have a confession. Um, I haven't ridden it, but the idea of it, I think I'm sold on. 
that I want SRAM. to uh, access. I want to do the SRAM uh, wireless, um, uh, because I I will never have to deal with come. another cable ever again, and I'm very interested in this idea. But here's it's, the problem: Have you looked at it? It's hideous. Yeah, I think I can get over that. <laughs> Especially if it's like one of those crazy bikes, Spencer, that would would have forced you to do internal routing, right? Yeah. Like now you can I don't, have a. I don't want to deal wireless. with that. I don't want to run wires everywhere. I don't want to run cables everywhere. I uh, mm-hmm. now you guys have your really po- finger to the pulse a little bit more than me when it comes to actual componentry. Is it the Shimano? Because I, I know Campy's like eight years behind on doing wireless, so I'm not going to ask that. Shimano got wireless coming. Uh, not that I know of, but. I mean, probably. I mean, it seems like a major win for SRAM to be the first at wireless because we live in a wireless society, right? But you know, I guess the feeling I always have is Shimano is Shimano's never one to jump before they have it like dialed. Whereas SRAM is all about throwing it out on the market and letting their customers be the product testers or (laughs) Baca Milema. Um, Yeah. Go go to YouTube and listen to Baca Milema speak highly of his SRAM. yeah, you know, I, I think Shimano will come out with it wireless for sure. And when they do, it will be perfect. It'll, it'll work, yeah. Yeah, so, it'll, it'll be seamless. And Campy will make it super complicated, and it won't work till the third generation. And then it will be the best, but by that point, will. they'll have alienated 75% of the people that it'll, even considered buying it in the first place. Yeah, so. it'll also be astronomically expensive. Um, oh, my God, so expensive. It'll, be so be, it'll look so good, though. Yeah. So good. Just so, buy the rotor group. It's hydraulic. It's cool. It's weird. Buy it so I can buy it from you at the swap next year. <laughs> when you throw it away in disgust. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do it. I'll buy it. Hashtag Ash Slowride comes to us from Brightlighter1. Saw a guy in denim-looking snowboard pants and got me wondering if there's ever been a v- denim vibe bib short. Figured you guys would know if anyone does. Little guy, should we just let you field this one? Like, Do you just want to knock this one out of the park, yeah. little guy? I mean, Pantani, man. Come on. I mean, the Carrera. Oh, so good. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, friend of the pod, Doug Array, already got to this. Like, already yep. put up the whole, like, yeah, the, you got the, to the, the old Nalini kit, the Carrara. Is it Carrara? No, Jeans. Now, Carrara. you guys know I have this pair of bibs in my... In oh, my, my God. Um, Do you? Garage, Yeah. I bought yeah. this at a swap. Oh, I remember I'm the, I'm the bike swap world champion. Yeah. I have. Wear them? I've forgotten. No, because they're like double extra large. So I will say this. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of giving this out to if if a if a supporter of the Slow Ride podcast wants a pair of Carrera bibs. I think this is an incentive for being a member of this. Be a supporter of the Slow Ride podcast network. We find stuff at bike swaps and we send it out to supporters. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. like if you're willing to give. Five dollars a month to Wide Angle Podium Network and the the podcast. Guess what? You have a chance for a sweet care package coming to you from Orlando, Florida, which will include washed. I did wash them. Oh wow! Okay, double wow. extra large um, denim Carrera bibs. Um, I think I have the matching jersey. Just whatever. So I'm going to dig into this. What do you guys think of this, Spencer? I think you into it's this? A sweet deal. If they fit me, I would definitely. I would definitely go. Is this enough of an incentive to get people to sign up for the pod? Sure. (laughs) Or is this going to make people cancel? Like, I don't want that. Like, you know, for the exciting conclusion, check back next week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. All right. Um, We got some uh, sweet emails. Um, So I think we should definitely go to some emails. The first one comes to us from Jeff Anderson. Jeff hits us up with 
Tandem Wisdom. Greetings, good gentlemen. I first need to state that I'm rooting for little guy to put the hammer to the both of you. But in the spirit of wanting to see a fair fight, I want to offer some sage advice. My good friend, Chris, and he's, you know, former clip, you know, toe clip wearing bike messenger came along with me for a tandem rally. And neither of us had the foresight to consider what the female saddle would do to him. So he was riding on a female female anatomy saddle, right? Yeah. Did lots of damage. So his advice to us is <laughs> bring your own personal seat on the tandem. Jeff, oh. I think this is great advice. So Spencer. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You and I have talked about how we're going to do the tandem. Since you and I are the same size, mm-hmm. relatively the same height, mm-hmm. we, we're going to pretty much be swapping positions because 200 miles staring at your back, as, as lovely as it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to need, you know, 100 miles in front of you, too. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, there's going to be some gamesmanship between which one of us is on the finishing side of the tandem when we finish, right? Because one of us wants to be on the front. Because then I will be, always yeah. hold it over to you. Yeah. Spencer, what saddle are you currently riding right now? Wow, this is a good. This is good. What saddle? Uh, the same saddle I've always ridden for all of my days forever, okay. which is the Celitalia SLR. SLR. Do you know what saddle I'm wearing? Or no, riding, I have sorry. no idea. <laughs> I am a Physique Arione. Okay. I've been riding a Physique Arione for about ever since that that uh, great. Remember that my old tan saddle I had, guys. <laughs> I think was, how, could, how could I forget? Speaking of bib short atrocities. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that that was awesome. That uh, saddle, the way it stained um, the the gray the gray inners. Yeah, but to, yeah. that being said, Spencer. Okay. What is this? What's this saddle like? Is it is it as flat as the Arione? Oh, it's like a carbon. It's got a little leather over it. Not much padding. Kind of racy. Um, is it flat? It's you know it's Narrow? approximately. Um, and then the millimeters, it's um, width, and and then the length above it. Um, <laughs> it's also black. Tim Spencer hasn't seen his saddle in. Yeah, all right. A long right, time. Got <laughs> all right, we got another uh, email. Um, this one, the, you know, what's amazing was wait when you guys started talking about this. I couldn't remember the names of it, but I could in my mind. I could think of both of your saddles. That was kind of bonkers. Like I could see it and be like, "Yeah, I know what these doors." Look, you're still riding a turbo, right? No, I'm flight. No, but you know flights, what? I did yeah. buy a turbo. I bought a I bought a sweet turbo Matic yesterday for ten bucks. Looks brand new. <laughs> so hey if any of the listeners out there really like turbomatics i don't actually like turbomatics that much they're fine but it's not really my thing but if you're into turbomatics hit me up um because i got a screaming deal on like a like i don't think this thing's ever been ridden so hit me up send it down to tim he'll put it in a box uh with a bunch of other random stuff let's <laughs> <laughs> send it out to a listener yeah i love it all right uh, we got another email this one comes in to us from nate poutine I'd just say Putin. No, Putin. Anyways, hashtag Tesla ride. Let's get some more Swamp Fest coverage. Since having kids, I've gotten into BMX. Kids like skate parks and pump tracks. You dads will have fun. Bonus, it hasn't made my skills any worse. Well, first off, the three of us have experience riding BMX. That is true. One of our, we used to go to the Ray, the Raybines BMX barn in nor, northern um Twin Cities, yep. and we would hit that up in the middle of winter. 
where I developed quite the rivalry with Dylan the Dirt Dog Thomas. (laughs) And we would race um, gate drops for airheads. Um, And that kid got a lot of airheads off me. But, oh, my God, BMX racing was a lot of fun. Loved it. I was a cruiser. I was a cruiser dad, though. I'm a a cruiser class guy. I can't ride the 20-inch. They're way too small. Uh, 20 inches is where I was at. So nimble, so fast. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of trouble balancing on the gate. Uh, yeah. You know, clipped in, trying to trying to do that, and these little eight-year-old kids were just smoking us off the line. Um, I felt like getting the gate, like I ended up picking up the gate pretty well clipped in. My problem was everything else, Yeah, right? Like, like the jumps, and then the way these kids could hit the berms, and then come out yeah. of the berms into like the right position to yeah. go over like the rhythm section. Yeah. Yeah. It was a short, uh, track the, that they squeezed into that barn, but it was awesome to be able to use it, uh, in the off season as it were, we were trying to keep our fitness quote unquote. Um, yeah. Air quotes and, sure. uh, yeah, we just got smoked by eight year olds like all mm-hmm. winter long and it was, it was a really good time. Um, so, uh, I do want to just throw this out there. Uh-huh. Orlando does have a BMX track. It's about uh-huh. three miles away from us. And it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. And, uh, you know, little Hymar is getting to the age where he can start going to the BMX track. Because I mm. think they do three-year-old strider racing out there. So cool. um, absolutely stoked. And a friend of the podcast, Jen Kratz um, from South Florida, she uh, is a big proponent of USA BMX, and I can't wait for her to like give. She has like a uh, start ramp that she has in her front yard for her kids. Nice. So I've already that I've already put the awesome. claim at the claim to her. Like when you get rid of that, like I'm taking it, and both her uh, <laughs> son and daughter uh, race. So nice. um, Nathan continues. Recall one of you had one of those little front wheel chrono bikes. You know the funny bikes, clown bikes, whatever you call it. Damn. Didn't a significant Damn. other take a dive? Anywho, well, thanks for reminding. Me of the time my wife broke her wrist uh, when um, she turned right into me. Yeah, you wasn't broke my fault. Her wrist, I think. Uh, so. Anywho, <laughs> picked up a localish made one and thought instead of building up a twenty-four inch wheel, I'd buy one. People on eBay think these are top dollar things to have. Uh-huh. Hashtag ask slow ride. Is there a secret society selling this stuff, or should I just lace one up? Thanks. Good luck with training. I put a tag along third wheel on my bike for long rides with my five-year-old, and it's scary. Can only imagine with an adult. All the best. Great. <laughs> so, guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got here? What What do we do? We're, what, we're, we're sliding what, this one right over to little guy, aren't we? Yeah. 24-inch oh. road wheel little guy. Where uh, I remember the challenge for me was finding tires for this thing. Yeah. Tires sounds tough. I don't know, man. Uh, I saw a couple actually at the swap a couple weeks ago up here in Minnesota. So there's some guy up here who's I think got them and he wants to sell them. I guarantee price to move. <laughs> I don't know who he is though. That, well, it looks like Nate's in Canada. So, uh, that is the that. positive. It's going to be very hard to find these things, but when you do, they are for sale, you know? So that's, yeah. that's the positive. So yeah, just make sure, especially if you're at a swap, you look the seller in the eye and you're just like, <laughs> you just, you just let it known that like, I'm offering you cash currency, any amount, you know, yeah. it's a, it's amount. You might not feel happy with it cause you've had these things in your garage for 25 years, but like, do you really want to bring them home again? Do you mm-hmm. really want your wife to look at you as you bring those 24 inch wheels back into the garage <laughs> For the 15th year in a row. Uh, I know they don't take up a lot of space, but they still take up space. I mean, uh, I don't know. 
We got a uh, another great email. This one comes to us from Pete McIntosh. No relation to the Apple. Uh, morning, gents. Well, listening to episode 288, the Apple Influencer, I was interested to hear your views on Bahrain McLaren's use of Orange in their team kit. I see that it doesn't earn universal praise. Well, I'm ambivalent, ambivalent about liking the precise shade of orange they are using. One thing that is certain is that they aren't riding on the coattails of another team in the use of this color, such as Triple C. Could be said that McLaren are more entitled to use this orange than any team in cycling, even more so than whatever iteration of Euskatel you care to look at. I know where you're going with this, Pete. McLaren have been using orange since before any of us were born. Bruce McLaren first used orange in 1966 on the M1B. The color has been used by them for various race and road cars since. It is very much their house color. This is and by the way, he spelled color with the U. So I do want to say, Pete, thanks for this email. This is absolutely true. The orange, it, like that is why it was added. We should add that caveat. It still looks like garbage. Um, and <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the orange in cycling belongs to Uscatel. McLaren can take their wind tunnel and go elsewhere because I don't care. <laughs> now, when it comes to F1 racing, uh-huh. I will say that I'm actually a McLaren fan. Um, for various reasons, but most so, uh, particular is that Netflix has a great F1 series on called Drive to Survive, and I absolutely love the folks that are in um, that are representing McLaren in that series. But uh, uh, overall, it's awesome. Tim, I have one question. Let's let's flip this around. What if? Uscatella Scotty were to start an F1 team <laughs> and made orange cars, how would you feel about it? That would that would be awesome. I would be a hundred percent behind that because uh, that means that Uscatel has more money than they could possibly, or Uscati has more money than they could possibly do, know what to do with, and that they would be winning the Tour de France all of the time. Because okay. Formula One, they burned like a pro tour team budget probably in just the gas bill for two rounds. Well, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> color wise, uh, the history doesn't transfer over. Yeah. They get a pass hundred yeah. percent all the time. Who gets a pass? Uscatel. Yeah. 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 Uscatel. Okay. Now, now I see where you're going with it. Spencer. Yeah. They, they get a pass, yeah. and, but they just also kids. have this driver, Lando Norris. If you're not at all into F1, you should, because this kid, this kid's the future of British cycle, uh, British driving. He's really young. It's a lot of fun to watch. But so he's not like the bad guy. I feel like people named Lando should be the bad guy. <laughs> they should. They should. I, I know Lando Carlisian or whatever his name is wasn't really bad guy, but you know. hey, but he came around. He came around to be a good guy. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. that was a great one. We also got a, uh, a a message in our a slide into our DMs on Instagram. This one comes to us from Marcus at Tiny Dots on my timeline. Say, so, hey, just listen to the pod, and I'm almost certain this is your Alba Optics man, and he gave oh, us a link. God. To the Italian gentleman that is the face of those sunglasses. And let me tell you guys, his Instagram page is as amazing as you thought it would be. Good. <laughs> oh, it is so good. Oh, glorious. I need some glow in the dark sunglasses. Send them my way. Yeah, who doesn't, man? Well, gentlemen, At the it club. has been another wonderful episode. Is there anything else you guys want to throw into this podcast? All right, let's get this show on the road. We would like to thank 
a bunch of our sponsors. First off, Grimper Brothers with a brand new viewer mail coffee blend for our friends over at Bike Shop CX. Head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to order your bag of beans. We'd also like to thank Whoop for their continued support. Go to whoop.com. You can save 15% on a six or sorry, on a 12 or 18 month subscription by using the promo code WAP at checkout. You can also head to our good friends at Works, the, the presenters, the manufacturers of the world famous HydroShot Power Cleaner. They now go to yourcleanbike.com, use the promo code GEARUP for 15% on a whole wide range of items that can be used with the same batteries as the, uh, the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Do it. It's great stuff. And with that, we'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesters Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in self-quarantine, reminding <laughs> you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. This is good. I like that Spencer is now becoming the promoter number one of the coronavirus, so we don't have to go to Dirty Kansas. This is Spencer in self-quarantine, reminding you to always wave... Oh, don't shake hands with all your fellow <laughs> cyclists that you see out on the road. Reminding you to... Always wash your hands when you see your fellow cyclists out on the road. Nailed it. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.